tuning in, here it comes again. John, I have no idea how to pronounce your last name. Uh, Tollefson. Tollefson. Yeah, I, I've been called everything, buddy. I, I think I was going to go with Tollefson. Yeah, that, that's you know that's probably proper. It's Norwegian, and that sounds Norwegian. Right on. Uh, I was called Two Left Shoe in like tenth grade uh, by okay. my teacher. Yeah, and so that was the worst one I got. So it was funny. Tollefson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. What is your age, and what do you currently do for a living? Uh, I'm 34, and I own a pest control company. I run it by myself. It's just me. Nice. So I'm salesman, owner, technician, the one you go complain to. Right. Yeah. So if anything's done wrong, you have to. Yeah, I can't blame anyone. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that technician just slacking off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he looked just like you. <laughs> Weird. He must. Who knows? Doppelganger. Well, just as uh, a lot of guests are that I have, you are also a musician, mm -hmm. and you're releasing something. Next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Next Thursday, I'm releasing the, the first video for uh, my solo project that is turning into a band called No Savior. Okay. Uh, the song, well, I'm releasing a video for the song, Hive Minds Are a Terrible Thing to Waste. And then I'm also dropping two other songs with it at the same time. Awesome. So I've been working on that for a while. So when you started it, I guess it was just a solo thing and then it's kind of yeah, middle, fruiting? Yeah, pandemic. I mean, technically, it probably started two years ago. I just wanted to scream something, didn't mm -hmm. know how to do it. Had a buddy hook me up with a uh, really free recording. <laughs> so nice. uh, we went and had fun for a couple days and uh, it was okay. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll work on it and I'll do this. And then the pandemic hit and everything stopped. So I had nothing but time. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I started really working on it, trying to find my voice and sound. And yeah, because guitar is your main instrument, right? Yeah, yeah. I've played guitar for. 22, 23 years or something. Yeah. And so this was all new, whole new world. You never really tried singing before? Um, I mean, I've screaming, been in, singing or anything really? Yeah, not for real. I mean, I don't mind. I would always do the backups for sure. someone, you know, you need a terrible you know, guy who can just yell <laughs> yeah. real loud. That's me. Yeah. But no, this is my first time to just be like, all right, let's try to figure this out. Let's figure out patterns, cadences and Oh, by the way, don't hurt yourself yes. uh, in doing this. Um, I did. We all do, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm learning. You yeah. Know? So it's it's a whole new muscle that is starting to get strong just yeah. now. It's, it's been about a year and a half of really trying. That's so. good. That's good to hear. It was kind of the same for me with heavier stuff. Mm -hmm. I've, I've sang and, you know, did more like gritty. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what you would call that. James Hetfield, we'll just say that, okay, you know, that I type of you. singing, if you will, then finally started getting into heavier stuff and I had no idea how they were doing it. And I've always had kind of a knack for imitating sounds. Mm -hmm. So I just tried to imitate what I was hearing, which yeah. took quite a while to figure out how <laughs> to not hurt myself yeah. and ruin my chords for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. But it's been fun to, like you say, find your voice and find yeah. your style. It's, Dude, it's a whole new world. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, I've been kind of the past year or two not as interested in guitar. I'm not finding myself pushing myself to get better or, or doing anything like guitar. So finding this is a whole new thing. Yeah. Now, now I'm pushing myself to get better, whether it's breath control or, um, you know, if I'm going to try to go low, I'm not going to screw my throat up or anything. It's yeah. still learning all that. So it's still exciting. Yeah. So that's good.
that's like reading sheet music or something. Yeah. You're really trying to get into it the, yeah. I guess, the proper way. I should probably do that too with the breathing. I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't actually practice. Let, let me rephrase <laughs> that. <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, while I'm in motion, okay, well, me taking my breath that way didn't work. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to try taking it this way. And that's sure. really what my practice is, you know? Yeah. Maybe warming up a little bit. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty bad about that. Yeah. I'm really bad at warming up. My warm up has given me like three screams. Let me, let me kind of, you know, I may do like a, uh, and then into the scream, the first two, and then I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. It's probably not right in any way, but <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give out false information, but I want to say that, that humming mm-hmm. like a, from a low to a high mm-hmm. is if you're, if you don't do anything, I think that's just like a little bit of a variation from yeah. low to high that in makes kind sense. of a not aggressive way, you know, yeah. I don't know if that's right. I hope it is. Yeah, my, my... Not, Someone will tell me, I'm sure. <laughs> my, my only trick, I'll say it loosely is, uh, I drink coffee because mm-hmm. it's warm now i tried tea and like uh like when i go record tea with honey and all that whatever mm-hmm. um maybe i just like the taste of coffee more because yeah. it that's that's my thing i'll drink when i go into the studio i have a big ass coffee nice. that i bring with me and it just loose, seems to loosen up the throat yeah you know i can see that it can also dry you out too yeah yeah <laughs> pros and cons right that's why I said for recording, not a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I was doing for a show, whenever I was trying to pay more attention, uh, I mean, this was forever ago when I was a, a front man for the band and I was, I kind of wanted to give that to someone else as it is. Cause I was, I felt like I was dumbing down the guitar to be able to concentrate on vocals. And then yeah. my voice would get screwed up like three or four songs into the set. So I started bringing a little cup of, I forgot what it was, honey, lemon, mm-hmm some tea but i also had whiskey in it because i was trying to yeah. you know i want to get my get my my ego loose a little bit i, sure. I guess you know and, sure. and and kind of warm up in that way too and mm-hmm. it was just all in one package and i don't think it worked very well uh, <laughs> I, tried, yeah. I tried it a couple of times and it you know maybe it gave me another half a song that i felt oh, okay this is this is working but yeah no i think the whiskey <laughs> probably it'll probably catch up but, to you yeah i uh my buddy zaylin you, you know zaylin yeah, so, yeah. um He's amazing. He's a yes. wild ass guy, and uh, but I remember him being like feeling sick before a show a couple years ago, and he downed the whiskey because he did backup vocals at the time for his band, mm-hmm. and I guess it was probably four or five years ago. But he he would took the shot before the show, and then he was like, "That didn't really work." Oh like, my later god! On. Yeah, I can just imagine <laughs> that. I remember when I was in Mona Borland, we played in San Antonio, and, and Cody, the second vocalist. He had some whiskey one night before the show, and we were watching the video back. He's like, oh, man, my voice was trashed. (laughs) (laughs) I usually feel that way at the show. Yeah. And then, you know, you'd see a video later and think, oh, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, if you you think you did good at a show and you watch back, it's usually, oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I'll probably have a hard time if I play live. Um, Yeah, how long has it been for you? Uh, just about Speaking a year. of which, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, I've been in a lot of bands and uh, I was in a band Mountain Fires and we're still technically together. We're just not doing anything right now. Yeah. Um, and we played March 1st of 2020. Okay. That was our last show. And then right when we got back, everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So then we all did nothing for a year. Yes. <laughs> Interesting times. Yes. So do you have any plans with the project right now i mean is are you just kind of yeah yeah oh. going along with it oh no i'm moving straight ahead uh awesome. I, I got no technically official members yet 
but we're all going to figure that out this Thursday. Awesome. We're all uh, technically auditioning and, and really just going to see if we can make this work. And they're all close friends of mine and all that, so I'm not too worried about chemistry. Awesome. Which is always crucial. Yes, you know? definitely. So, um, and I mean, I've been in bands with uh, one of them before, and the other two. I mean, we've been friends for a couple of years now. So, hopefully Thursday, fingers crossed, that's going to be really good. Very cool. You know, it's a really good feeling when you've found some yes good people to mesh with, especially music. I mean, writing stuff and being creative together. It's such a hard thing to, I guess, to be in a team mm -hmm. uh, when you're doing that kind of thing in lots of different aspects, definitely music, because everybody wants to be heard, obviously. Yeah. And it gets to a point where some suggestions are, are you just saying that because you want to, you want to change it and have your opinion in there? Or is, or do you really think that's going to sound the best? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, not to be a dickhead, but, but no, you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. So what happens sometimes. Th that's where, when things seem to go south as bands, it's typically right there. It's because I'm a control freak when it comes to the music I'm writing. And, then I start to, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's do your idea here. And then I start compromising. Mm -hmm. And then the initial idea, it's not even the same thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's where I struggle. Right. And know? yeah. And it's sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes you miss where it was. You I've miss big time. Definitely been there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, as far as no savior goes, like I'm going to be the primary writer. It's going to be my passion project, my baby in saying that I'm open to ideas from anyone involved. You awesome. know, so um, we, we're all having those conversations now of how I'm going to approach it and how we as a group are going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm trying to do literally the opposite of everything I've done before because gotcha. I already know where I'm going to get, <laughs> yeah. you know, doing all, all the other stuff. It's everything from style to how I'm going to try to run the band and promote and all that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to just, I see what I did. I have that ceiling that I've hit 20 times. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can go a little bit higher on the next one. So yeah. only way is to try something different. Yeah, so. for sure. So you've also been on a weight loss journey, mm -hmm. fitness journey. Absolutely. How long has that been going on? And is there anything that initially sparked that? I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Uh, I used to be, well, I was real skinny as a kid and everything. And then I got like 20, it was right time my daughter was born. So 22-ish. Mm -hmm. I hurt my back, laid up for a couple of weeks. And then I just, I... All the bad habits I had when I was young of eating trash food caught up to me. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting up 260 at one point. I was that for probably a year or two. And then I ended up losing it. I got all the way back down to 205. And this was nine years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, then um, I lost it by where I was working. At the time, I was working in a warehouse. Hot oh, warehouse, 12-hour yeah. days. I didn't earn it. <laughs> I lost it working, <laughs> you know, just doing a normal job. Yeah. So I, of course, started gaining it all back and then struggled. And then last June, the world was ending, COVID started, riots are happening, everyone's losing their mind, you know, everyone thinks they're right and the other person's <laughs> yep. wrong. And I'm just like, I, I couldn't take it. So I had to disconnect mm -hmm. and just find something that wasn't music. I needed to find something that wasn't work-related. Um, I just had to go do something. Yeah. And so they just opened a gym at the house. They had just lifted the restrictions at the time, or maybe it was before. I don't know. Timeline's off. But um, we signed up at the gym June 14th, and I just told my wife, I was like, dude, that this is it. Like, I'm going to give everything I got because I got no more distractions. Mm -hmm. So uh, almost a year, I'm down 35 pounds. Awesome. So, and now uh, 
I mean, I'm below 200 for the first time since high school and barely, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm below there. and, and that, that's fine. And so now I'm trying to figure out how to quit looking at the scale uh-huh. because for a year that's been my, I'm doing good or bad, you know? Right. So now the scale's not really changing too much, even though I'm doing more and way more involved now. Like I have a routine, my diet for the most part is pretty, pretty damn good but I'm not dropping weight anymore. And so the mental side of that's kind of hard. Yeah. You know, but I see it. So that's good. And I yeah. feel it. Yeah. If you see it and you feel it and yeah. that you're not going into the red, then oh yeah, it's, it's all good. So, I mean, I don't know what weight I'm supposed to be. I'm happy with the weight I'm at now. If we can just, you know, now I'm just working on, okay. I want to be able to run a mile. Mm-hmm. I still can't without like killing myself. So that's right. kind of my new goal. You know, especially if I'm going to do vocals. Yes, yeah. And, it, it, you know, if you know anything about me live, if you've seen footage, like, I am I just throw the guitar. I go crazy. It's all about energy. Yes. I can suck at playing. That's fine. You know, <laughs> I want you're you to on a show. The show. <laughs> yes. So, uh, if you want to hear me play good, go listen to my albums. If you want to see a show, go see me live. That's mm-hmm. the way I look at it. Yeah. And, um... So that's going to, I got to get ready for that. Cause yeah. I'm, that's going to kill me probably. So is it mostly a breathing thing or as far as running goes? Energy, breathing, mm-hmm. all, all the above. I go real hard at first yeah. and I need to learn to pace myself. Sure. By the end, I still got to keep going, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Especially if you're screaming and stuff like that, that's, that yeah. takes a lot. And, and I don't do the fry screaming or whatever. It's all different techniques that I don't even understand. I just go. It's like full bore. Yeah. It, it, it's probably so bad, but at least it's not hurting me. Yeah. And, and I'm not hoarse when I do it the way I know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can still talk afterwards and go do my normal stuff. So yeah. that's how I know I'm at least not hurting myself. Sure. So. That's good. Well, that's awesome to hear about the weight loss thing. And the, yeah. I, especially because everybody else is going the opposite direction. You know, when the lockdown started, everybody's <laughs> just stuck in their house, not doing yeah. anything, not going to gyms, not, you know, ordering food in and all that kind of stuff. I was blown away when the restrictions got lifted by that because everyone that i knew was now 20 pounds 30 pounds <laughs> some 50 pounds heavier and i'm going oh my because it was a it was just a shock mm-hmm. you know i told and i totally relate to it because had i not on june 14th said screw this mm-hmm. i'd been no different yeah you know right and so but uh it was actually probably easier to get in shape during covid because of lack of distractions. Sure. You know, so you know, goals keep it going, of course. Yeah. So three months ago, I cut the gym off. Um, I went on a, like a three-month hiatus. I was able to still keep active but mm-hmm. not pay anything. Yeah. Because I wanted to see if I could do it at home. Because I failed at that a million times before. So sure. that's why I didn't want to completely cut off the gym. Mm-hmm. I invested probably 250 bucks. I got a pull-up bar station. I found a elliptical for 50 bucks at a garage sale nice. that works perfect. And then I just went and bought a bench and some free weights. Yeah. And that's all I do. I, I, I work out on that. I do yoga because I'm an old broken man. Mm-hmm. And that's life-saving. Yeah. You know, that I definitely helped. needed to incorporate more yeah. of that. I was doing it for a little while and stretching. That was yeah. part of my routine. But I've just it's been so hard for me to get into a routine. Yeah. I don't know why. It seems like if I lose it, I lose it for several months Mm -hmm. and I try so many times to get right back into it and it's impossible. It's like, I just, I have to convince myself that Monday is when I'm going to start or the first of the month. I'm going to start on the first of the month. I always have to find the starting point 
and then I end up getting discouraged by one little thing. One thing. <laughs> it throws me off just enough where I think, uh, I'll just wait three more days and then start on Monday. And mm -hmm. then if I don't start that Monday, I'll start the next Monday. You know, it just and that Monday never comes. Yeah. So yeah. I, that what I've been doing more recently is I'm putting weights everywhere. Pretty much, I have weights at work. I have weights in my jam room. I have weights in the garage. Anywhere that I'm going to be, mm -hmm. I'll have something close by where if I think about it, I go do it. So I'm trying to ignore yeah. that I'm going to do an exercise or I'm going to plan for this. When I, as soon as it hits my mind, I go to it and I just go do something because I know it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, and that's been working out. I think that's, that's helped me mentally too, just so I know that I'm not being that's smart. absolutely lazy about it. <laughs> Even if it's just push-ups. if I'm not close to weights and I have the ability to get on the floor and push myself up 20 times, yeah. I'll do just that. Yeah. You know? uh, because I've lost probably... I'd say probably anywhere from 10 to 20 pounds of muscle in the last two or three years of just not doing a whole lot. And a lot of it's my back too. I've got uh -huh. lower back um, issues. I've got a couple of bulging discs. Oof. Right now I have, I think, a pinched nerve up here in my shoulder that if you see me touching myself, that's, that's why. <laughs> Every time I look down, I feel it's like someone jabbing me with a pencil in my back. <laughs> so I've got a lot of those issues that yeah. deters me from doing a lot and sucks because I want to work on my core and strengthen the things that'll help my back. Mm -hmm. But in doing so, it feels like I agitate it and then it yes. discourages me and I get pissed off and I don't want to do anything. That's <laughs> been my entire life since about August. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I own a pest control company and I was out treating at this house and I have this 60 pound backpack mm. with a motor on the back. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm, I'm spraying the foundation and I'm just focusing on what's down below. And I got a hat on, so I can't even really see above my eyes. And I ran right into a damn branch. And I mean, <sighs> this branch, dude, was like 10 inches, like, just yeah. around. Just this solid thing. It took me off my feet, landed on my ass, on my tailbone. It literally <sighs> bent my tailbone. Oh, and, my God. And, like, jacked up the whole day. It was bad. And I got a concussion. I was oh down for four days. That's it's not even serious. A, yeah. <laughs> It's not even a cool injury. Right. Like, I can't even be like, dude, I was, I got in a fight, you know? Yeah. I mean, this dude just beat the hell out of each other. No, I got hit by a tree branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that something similar happened to me a couple of weeks ago at work, which I luckily didn't have anything bad that mm -hmm. happened, but it could have been bad. I was climbing up a ladder to get to the roof in this building, this school that we're working on. And, you know, it's just a little enclosure that's around you in in the where the ladder is mm -hmm. so if you were to put your arms out to the side or put your arm behind you you're hitting a wall basically it's like you're going up into a you know square yeah. tube so as i'm going up there's a pipe above my head that i don't see because i have a giant hard head on and i'm going up this ladder full force yeah. and it just smashes the shit out of my head and i feel it like rattle oh, all the way down my spine you know oh. i'm thinking mother yeah, and you got to collect yourself. You're yeah. on a ladder. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, you know, I could have fell down. I was yeah. halfway, halfway up. But luckily, it wasn't that bad. It just kind of shook me up and more than anything pissed me off for a few minutes. Yeah. You know, thinking, I'm looking down there going, why is that pipe there? Yeah. Someone is going to hit their head just like I did, mm -hmm. you know, and they're not going to have a hard hat on. It's yeah. going to hurt like shit. So, anyway. You ever had a bad injury caused by your own dog? Hmm. That's a good question. I have. I feel like... <laughs> running with the husky okay that that would make sense i was in uh, living in apartments we're running around the apartments and he just makes this wild turn to the right as i'm going straight forward and in between him and i now is a pole oh, no. 
So we both wrap around this pole and I've had, I have the leash wrapped around my hand and my fingers. It squeezes the absolute, I thought I broke something in my hand because it pulled so yeah. hard, but then he's like, Whoa, you know, with his, <laughs> by his neck and all of his feet come up in the air. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm worried about my hand, but I'm all obviously worried about him. Yeah, of but, course. And he just shakes off and just wants to continue running. And you're but, hurt for two weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it, it developed a little cramp or something, yeah. but it wasn't that bad at all. Yeah. So what happened with you? No, I was, uh, one summer I was tickling my daughter on a futon right we're, mm -hmm. we're laughing middle of the day having a good time and then my border collie got excited and wanted to play too so she hops up on the futon but she runs past me and her ass is just going back and forth because the tail's uh -huh. wagging so hard and yeah. when she did her ass hit my forehead <laughs> it literally gave me whiplash <laughs> it herniated two discs in the <laughs> neck <laughs> I mean, like, oh my God. I was in massive, massive pain. Yeah. And that was, you know, $4,000 later. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think that's that might be what I'm doing with, too. All these yeah. bulging discs have probably herniated. Yeah. What, what, did you, what was your solution there? Uh, I mean, two choices. You go to chiropractor, you go get cut on. And mm -hmm. I did not want to get cut on at the age of 30. Yeah, right. You know, so I went to the chiropractor. Probably took about four months of weekly, sometimes multiple times a week mm -hmm. treatments. Put yeah. me on uh, decompressions where it like separate, you know, stretches out your spine and neck. Yeah. Um, adjustments galore. Wow. And I still go monthly now because I keep hitting my head on branches or <laughs> yeah. I fall, you know, treating around someone's house, just tripping over a rock. Who knows? I yeah. mean, I'm always getting injured. Sounds like me. <laughs> I ruined plans because of my injuries. I once got a propane tank stuck in the knee on Mother's Day. What? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask my wife on how if that compares or not. It just yeah. seems like there's always something. Like just the other day, uh, I was complaining about my neck or something, and then I was walking away from her, and she grabbed my hand like, hey, don't, mm -hmm. don't walk away yet, you yeah. know, just being – loving i guess and the way she grabbed my hand she pushed down on my thumb and it like pushed my thumb backwards I'm like god what the fuck <laughs> she, it's like what are you just why are you so fragile and i'm really not that fragile i don't feel like it's yeah. just i think it's it all just guys. hits the right spot every time i think that's all guys i think we were like yeah we ain't fragile but, but you know yeah we're all injury prone because right we don't pay attention i guess i don't know i guess in construction too if you if we hurt ourselves it's you know like, oh, you know, whatever. You whatever know, but you're no, no big deal. Yeah, and here it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, paper cut, and that's it. I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Very guilty. Let's move on. I make it a point to ask all of my guests about depression, anxiety, and yeah. trauma. And uh, if any or all of those apply to you in your life, is there anything that you wouldn't mind sharing from your perspective or something that you might suggest to others that could be in similar situations? Absolutely. So... Um, it actually all goes back to no savior. So like it's called no savior and most people are probably gonna be like, Oh great. Another metal band against Jesus Heathen. or whatever. Yeah. And it's absolutely not the case. Mm -hmm. No savior strictly means no one's going to save you. You have to save yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not spiritual. It's not anything like that. It's when I was in my depression, I had to save myself from it. Like I couldn't rely on anyone because I had to make that step. Mm -hmm. I had to acknowledge where I'm struggling, acknowledge your next steps. You know, I had to do it. And so that's where no saviors completely comes from. So like, uh, I was in band, uh, Mona Borland, 
for almost two years, and we played this massive show at Gas Monkey uh, Bar and Grill, and it was awesome. It's like the show you dream of, right? Every it's almost sold out. Crowds going crazy. I got to crowd surf. I got to watch um, our singer crowd surfing get dropped, and it was amazing. Because <laughs> you just hear you hear Matt in the in the vocals or in the mic doing his thing, and I was in here, <laughs> and it's this loud thud, you yeah. know. And so while that was like the greatest moment I've had on stage, when I got off stage and it's two days later and I'm processing what just happened, I'm going, man, I'm 32. And that's the first time that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Like I've been playing for 20 years and this is this is what I always thought was gonna be the norm. Mm-hmm. And instead it's, it's the exception. Yeah, And so that was kind of hard to process. And what was the greatest moment took me down a, a kind of a downward spiral. And I started like realizing, dang, I'm the old guy now on the scene. And I'm, you know, never really got what I wanted. And I, I'm not trying to get that anymore. But that was just kind of like, damn, that's what could have been maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard to process. And then right at the same time, me and my wife, we lost four family members in six months. Mm. And it was all, it all hit from like that August through uh, last March. Wow. And so uh, like my, my wife's grandma passed away. Um, her uncle passed away. Um, we had our, our very first pet that we ever had. And I mean, I'm an animal lover. That was losing a family member. Sure. You know, and you know, having to tell my kids that, oh, that was heartbreaking. And then I had to deal with it. I was the one, you know, my wife was at work and I was home. So I had to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then my uncle died um, last February, not this one, but the one before. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was my first deal with loss. And uh, I've been real lucky. Never really dealt with anyone dying in my family. Um, Had a couple of people I knew, but we weren't close. Mm -hmm. Um, And that one shook me. And I just, I shut down, you know, kind of what happens to a lot of people. You got to process you know yeah you don't know how you're gonna feel about it yeah you know with certain people or I mean, it, anybody you might expect to really feel sorry for losing one person and it doesn't hit you that hard but it may also could creep up later absolutely just the same but i, yeah, I can imagine just just like being put in a situation where it's life or death mm-hmm. I mean, you have no idea how you're gonna react and how you're gonna move forward yeah until you go through it yeah you know yeah and it was bad and, and all during that i mean i remember i had a panic attack inside a customer's home once and so um, they're having rodent issues in the attic. I hop up in the attic. It's business as usual. I got the flashlight. I'm walking around on beams looking for all the stuff and placing traps. And then all of a sudden, the room or the attic felt like it was closing in on me. I uh, couldn't breathe. Got real hot. It was December. Like, I wasn't going to sweat mm-hmm. in an attic in December. Yeah. Um, and I was up there for 20, 30 minutes. And usually when I go do attic inspections, it's nowhere that long because you don't need to. Yeah. And uh, 20, 30 minutes, and I come down, and I'm just drenched in sweat. Yeah. And the guy's like, are, are you okay? What'd you see up there is what he's thinking, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no, I just, I, I kind of feeling under the weather, you know, whatever. Handle that, went home, and, like, it got so bad, my wife came home from work just to come check on me. Yeah. Because I was freaking out and, like, crying and, like, didn't know. I mean, I physically was shaking. Yeah. And I'd never experienced anything like that. That's really strange. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't have a real reason for what happened, but I think it was just, I mean, you know, people in my family were dying. Uh, my wife was struggling with her side of it as mm-hmm. well, you know, and being married, as you know, I mean, when your wife hurts, you hurt, mm-hmm. you know, when they go through stuff, you do too. And so like, I think just all that together. 
And then when my uncle passed, that was like the last straw. And so, I mean, it all timed really well with COVID because it gave me the time to really just make me a priority again Mm -hmm. because I haven't been ever since I've been a dad, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean... I don't have any tricks. I don't, it's just, <laughs> I just worked on myself and w- just got honest with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, I keep doing this and this and this. And because I'm doing that, it's causing this now. And so I literally just had to look down and just go, okay, quit being stupid. Obviously if you do this and it upsets you, you got to quit doing that mm-hmm. and find something else. And eventually it all got me to finding a new instrument in my voice, finding a way to express myself through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the fitness on top of it, you know, when I'm pissed off, man, there's nothing better than go and, and do five pull-ups. It's five, but you know what? Those five are going to kick your ass Yeah, and it, it's going to give you some stress relief. Yeah. I can imagine working out and screaming, mm-hmm. yelling yeah. is a huge relief, stress relief. Yes. Yes. And I'm still learning how much of a stress reliever it can be, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. Being very mindful about what, like you said, what makes you, uh what you do like and what you don't like, what mm-hmm. makes you happy and unhappy is, is very, it's invaluable yeah. for a lot of people. And I don't think that a lot of people will either, either know how to do it or maybe they're scared to, yeah. to do a little soul searching and see what, you know, what steps you're taking that are not the greatest, maybe, Sure. you know, cause you could be changing your whole life. You also got to look at what's truly making you happy and what's just satisfying your need that moment. Sure. You know, and the only thing I can relate that to really is probably music, you know, um, bands, it's all about numbers, right? Mm -hmm. You want your stream, you want your stream numbers, you want your views, whatever. Do you want to invest the time and the money for that brief moment of, oh, I got a thousand streams, but it created all this stress to get it. Mm -hmm. Was that worth it to you? And some people it is. And if so, that's great. Yeah. Wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've been down that road and that whole emotional roller coaster. And so that was the things that I was really finding in myself that maybe I'm not going to put all the energy towards that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to put it towards something else. And that's what's making me find things that are making me happy again. Yeah. So especially music, because I mean, there was a good year where I just didn't care. Yeah. I was playing shows and playing and having fun doing it. But I just didn't care about music, mm-hmm. you know, anymore. kind of burned out, I guess. Yeah, sure. I've had those feelings too, for sure, of uh, being older and, you know, experiencing those nice big shows and mm-hmm. a big welcoming. And that's what I wanted since high school. Yeah. I, I was hoping to be the younger guys, you know, out there <laughs> touring and doing whatever. But I mean, I never pushed myself or the band hard enough to yeah. to do that. You know, yeah. I just kind of wanted it to happen. Not that I was lazy about it, but there's always more that you can do always. to make stuff happen. And I just don't think as I'm older now, I just don't think that I really have that passion for that Mm -hmm. more as as much as just writing something and, you know, making something and sharing it. I almost like sharing music with people that I talk to regularly than sharing it with everybody just because I I get that, I get that personal response Mm -hmm. and it's not like a pat on the back or you think it's good. I mean, I'll take some critique just the same because yeah. that's what I give when someone sends me something. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't ask for it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just an honest person. And, nothing wrong with And that. it's not like, hey, you should have done this. It's, I don't know if you know this, but you might factor this in for the next time yeah. or, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm just trying to be You straight up did that to it. me once. Like I showed, I sent something to you and you're like, interesting note choice. Yeah. You know, 
and I, and I thought about it and like to me it was like that was a great no choice you know but I thought about <laughs> it you know and I'm thinking about it and I like dissonant dark sounding stuff and that's what I went with yeah and I think you'd you'd even commented it's probably more of a style yes, thing than yes. it is wrong note you know right right but I respected the hell out of that I hate spend you know we spend all this time writing something creating something <laughs> out of thin air that's uh-huh. literally what we do right yes, yes you create something out of thin air and you put all this time and you send it to someone and they go sick <laughs> or they go that's cool yeah like i want to hear either what the fuck are you doing because that's what zaylin tells me because i send him stuff and he thinks i'm crazy <laughs> he'd be like what the fuck are you doing or i want to hear like hey that's cool um if you're not done with the drums yet maybe try this sure or um if you're still writing you know you could try this because if i'm reaching out to another musician it's not for them to inflate my ego mm-hmm. i have two kids who think i'm a rock star <laughs> they do that enough okay <laughs> right right so like i mean i'm i'm saying it because number one i do hope you like it you know of course mm-hmm. but number two i'd be more eyes on a project it's different, different perspectives. perspectives i may not use the idea but Yes. Yeah, no. It's good to know. Absolutely. Interesting to know. Absolutely. I think delivery is a big thing too. And I could, I could be short in ways, you know, Mm -hmm. like not you, but someone that I don't know Mm -hmm. at all, have never talked to before, never seen, don't know anything about, but we're connected on Facebook and I get a message of their song or something. If I listen to it, which most of the time I will, uh, there's, there's, unless it's just in a bad moment, I'm opening it when I'm super busy and I forget to go back to it. There's one thing, but um, if I listen to it and I didn't ask for it and I really didn't have any interest for it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to critique it and maybe I won't be as as nice, but I'm not going to be mean and I'm not going to do it to be a dickhead. I'm going to say, okay, you just sent it to me with no context. So I'm going to listen and I'm going to tell you what I think about it. Is, no it that's that's where that's that's where my mind is <laughs> yeah, at. You yeah. know, not knowing what you wanted from this, yeah. you're now going to get my because <laughs> you're taking my time. You yeah. know, whether it's four minutes or whatever. I I got a bunch of people that I send stuff to, but it's kind of methodical on how I do mm-hmm. it. Like I got some stuff that I hold off in case someone ever asks, and then I got stuff that like okay, my buddy's Clay recording these songs with me, so he's always getting every single thing I write. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy Zaylin's critiquing me, so he's always getting everything I like. And the others are just getting things that I think they'd like. Sure. Does that make sense? Yes, you yes. Know? I've got the same yeah. kind of thing yeah. going on. Yeah. So um, I, I'm constantly doing that, but I never just go, um, new music, listen, unless we've already established that in our relationship. Mm-hmm. So like my buddy WJ, he's probably my only fan like he he seems to like everything i do mm-hmm. and it seems genuine so hell yeah i love you wj like <laughs> um but like he gets everything if, yeah. if i wrote a song at 8 a.m this morning he has it by 10 30 right you know just thank you i hope you like this tell me yeah. if you don't <laughs> you know yeah so that that's the way i try to do it still being in bands even though we're not really doing anything mm-hmm. much i mean a devil's daydream we're getting ready to track some new songs or a couple new songs maybe Start with one. How about that? Yeah, there we you still go. have an album we're sitting on that we haven't finished yet. Waiting on some mixes on those. And DoD, we haven't done anything in a while. Design of Destiny, mm-hmm. and That's where I, I don't, I don't intend to not do anything. It's just schedules aren't working out, and you know, the state of the world's just it is what it is. So yeah. I'm I'm not upset about it, and I'm not expecting anything. But I hope to be able to start writing more for that. In the meantime, that's why I've been doing kind of my own thing. But just like we talked about a, a few minutes ago, I'm finding myself just, I'm just putting the singles out with no intention. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I 
checked back one time for the single I released last year to see mm. stats. Yeah. And probably not that great, not that I remember, and yeah. I kind of don't care. I just, I put it out because it was spur of the moment. I thought it was cool sounding song yeah. and it was, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I just put it out there. So that's exactly how No Savior started. My first one, it was a free recording and I went and, and just put it out there. Yeah. Whatever. I, probably five people listened to it. I didn't care. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the same mindset. I, of course, I'm investing a little bit of money into it. So I want more people to hear this sure. new or No Savior stuff, but I have no expectations. The Facebook page is under 200. I'm not going to put money in it and invest <laughs> and promote that. I don't care. Hey, y'all pay $10 for a post for an ad that, you that know. four people like and two yeah. of them are fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been down that road. Everyone has in this, you know. I, I want people to hear it, and I really hope they like it. And if they don't, I fucking like it. So, yeah, that, that's good with me. You know, that's how I started writing music. That's where my mind was forever ago was I wanted to write stuff that I don't feel like I hear enough mm -hmm. or things that I like, but it's not really what I want to hear. I want to hear something different. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm finally able to maybe achieve that on a somewhat level yeah. before I I listen back to old stuff now, and I think, you still weren't there. I cringe all the stuff I released. <laughs> at, at, for, about two or three years after I released it, I always go back, oh, I could have, oh. You know, just like a lot out. of people do that. Yeah, it's it's what we do. It yeah. should be our harshest critic. I mean, it, it would just be art in general, right? Mm -hmm. Creative minds. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be satisfied. You'll, it's, you're, you're okay in the moment, but there's just not, not a lot of things I look back on and think, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. I can't believe that came out of me. You yeah. know? I got one I have a whole lot of the tapping lead that was cool, that I think is cool still to this day. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I'm, <laughs> I have a lot to work on. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Yeah. When I asked you before in Messenger about subjects to discuss, I thought it was funny that you mentioned hating Marvel comics until you see them. Until I see the movies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought it'd be interesting to give an example. Uh, so it's not really hating the comics. It's just being really, sure. really tired of it. Yeah. Because for, what, 10, 12 years, it's every three months, there's two new Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And I see the previews and the trailers, and I just throw my head back and go, God dang it, not again. What the hell is this? This shit sucks, blah, blah. Then I go watch it and I leave going, that was the best damn movie I've seen in 10 years. <laughs> and like, I don't know how they do it. I know it's all formulaic and, and all that. Fuck, they get me every time. Yeah. Like, it, but I, every time I see a new one come out, even now, they they got all the stuff on Disney Plus, WandaVision and, and Falcon versus Winter Soldier or yeah. something. And I just... And I know I'm eventually going to watch it. I'm yeah. going to go get the subscription, and I'm going to be hooked. And in a year, everyone's going to say, I told you so. <laughs> but right now, I'm just like, dude, I, I can't. It looks dumb. Yeah. But I know it's going to blow me away when I watch it. Yep. I did the Disney thing mm -hmm. after after a while of fighting it. And I did, because I was missing out on a lot of the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I think it was Iron Man 2 was the furthest I got. Okay. And I didn't even see the second Thor oh, wow. or anything else. Yeah. You know, second Captain America, I think I saw, but, and the first Avengers. Mm -hmm. Nothing else after that. So Ant-Man and all that stuff, didn't see any of that. And I think it was late last year I finally watched everything. Or early this year, I can't, I'm terrible with time. but Especially now, dude, it's all the Yes, same. yes. But I watched all of them in series, you know, yeah, not, yeah. not, not in one, you know, sure, two or three days but <laughs> sitting when you down, but sequential, I yes, guess. Yes. Yeah. And I was, I was surprised at a lot of them. I think some of the, I forgot which one it was. It was one Captain America or something that I thought was 
a little over the top. Like yeah. as far as the CGI, I think, okay, this is the, there, way more than what I remember before. Yeah, there was like a, the second Avengers I didn't like for that reason. I felt like the CGI was too yeah, much. Yeah, some of it's too much. When they're when there's when they're animating the entire cast yes. in, in sequences, I think I don't I don't know if I like that. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm a kid and watching it and it's, it's based on comics, I get it. I totally get it. I'm I'm watching it through adult Eyes. Yeah, my my son. The, the thing that reason why I eventually got caught up is because my son. I mean, he mm-hmm. he was you know six and oh, this is Iron Man, this is Spider Man, Dad. I want to watch it. So we have you know eventually got caught up because of him. Yeah. And then now I like I love the movies. I mean, there's there's a handful I don't, but overall, I mean, I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't care. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care if it's not uh basketball, YouTube, or football. He doesn't care, man. Yeah. So. Well, I felt that way about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I, I saw the trailers for those, and I thought, that looks just fucking dumb. Yeah. I didn't think it was remotely interesting. Yeah. And when I watched the first one, I wanted to start it over again immediately. I, I just, I don't know what it was. I thought it was awesome. The it first was hilarious. One was, first one was great. <laughs> yeah. The second one was pretty good, too. The second one was pretty good, but yeah, the first one I really enjoyed. Yeah. And so then I'm looking forward to the third one. It, it actually... It's going to show the preview, and I'm going to go, fuck, not again. What the <laughs> right? hell? And I'm going to fight it for six months, go see it, and then talk about how great it is. Yeah. I already know. I've yeah. accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched, uh, and it's not Marvel, but I watched Mortal Kombat for the first time last night. Uh, the, the new one. New one? Yeah, the new one. The, the very new one. Very new one that just yeah. came out. We, we just got the that. trial for HBO Max mm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I mean, it was a lot of action. I don't know what else you want from a yeah. video game movie. Heard a I lot of it, mixed reactions on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Were they acting good? Probably not. But, you know, <laughs> the fighting was badass. What else you want? It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the way I So was it, it pretty gory and stuff, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'd recommend it. If you like violence and gore and solid CGI, I, I guess, you know, then shit, go for it. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't like. Been wondering it. about pulling the trigger on that one. There's just so many freaking streaming services. I don't want to keep paying all this no. money. I'd like to be able to pay one service, but you know, it is what it is. Dude, it is. It, but yeah. I know HBO has a lot of good stuff. Dude, I'm really impressed. New it, movies too. It's worth it for a month or two. I mean, maybe not a full year sticking with it, but a month or two. Yeah, because it's what like 15 bucks or more. Yeah, 14.99 or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, 15 here, 10 there, 12 here, 6 there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're paying 150 a month yeah. to stream things <laughs> yes, exactly. when you were paying 140 two years ago with cable. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> hating <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, you just celebrated a wedding anniversary. Yeah. Right? Uh, or was it not just your together anniversary? Our together anniversary. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, we've been together 17 years. Nice. And so we got together when we were 17. This was literally half our life. Wow. So, uh, I spent way more money than I should have. And I learned that if you want to feel really inadequate as a man, take your woman to a jewelry store. Mm. And just listen to those prices real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to them and shake your head and kind of realize where you misstepped on your financial journey. (laughs) So that that was a tough pill to swallow. But 17 years, I had to go big. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's half our fucking life, dude. Yes. So uh, since juniors in high school, um, our 13-year wedding anniversary will be in August. Nice. So, um, yeah, this is very cool. It's, you don't it's see a lot hear. of people. No. You know, um, we've had our our ups and downs, and and of course, when we were dating, it was rocky as hell, like a lot of people are at the beginning, mm-hmm. especially that young, trying yeah. to figure life out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. But also, you've kind of become adults together, mm-hmm. so you know 
faults, you know, yes. attitudes, you know, where you're. Dude, there, I had a, a friend who had some issues a couple of years ago, and he was talking to me about, you know, being married and stuff. And they said, you know, I always thought that you get married, love your life, that's it. Boy, that <laughs> is not it. Let me tell you, if you think love keeps your relationship together, you're wrong. I don't have answers, but I'll tell you that one. Yeah. It's hard work, man. It's communication. Yeah. You know, when you're pissed off, you need to tell your wife you're pissed off and vice versa. Mm -hmm. She needs to be able to tell you because if you don't get that out, who knows what will happen, man? That stress, we know what stress will do to people. Yeah. Um, you know, you get in, in your head, maybe make bad decisions. Yes. Like, I mean, you that's that's the key in my opinion you have to be that comfortable with your significant other to be like you fucking pissed me off today yeah. you know and they need to be okay that you said that you know and so me and my wife we've learned a lot you know i'll mess up she's gonna tell me about it mm -hmm. she messes up i'm sure as hell gonna tell her about it too mm -hmm. but we have that understanding and just i mean she's loving my life that's it it's worth working my ass off for yeah you know, yeah, so. communication is also when you know how receptive the other one mm -hmm. can or cannot be. Yeah, you'll be able to fine tune your method of communication. Yeah. Just like you said, if you you pissed me off earlier, you pissed me off. Yeah, I'm not saying that you would you say that exactly, but mm -hmm. that's how I would have addressed something before saying, "Well, that fucking pisses me off." Yeah, you know, that's just that's my attitude that I would have. Yeah, instead, what I've done, I guess, several years now, if I say that, I am absolutely not in control of myself. Yeah, if I am more in control. I'm going to stop. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it in my head and I'm not going to say anything outside mm -hmm. my body. It's <laughs> probably smart. Just I, I yet. Do that. <laughs> and I'm either going to say it right then, or I'm going to walk away for a minute and I'm going to come right back, mm -hmm. which is, I did this just a few days ago. Not to, not to call her out, but she said she did something or said something that I, it bothered me. Sure. And I just said, Hey, I just want you to know that that did upset me earlier. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't notice, but I'm just letting you know that, whether that sounds stupid or not, mm -hmm. I had to get it out because I don't want to keep thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want her to think that something's okay if it's not okay. And sure. I would, just like you say, I would want the same in return. Tell me if I'm doing something wrong because I don't want to do wrong. I don't want you to be upset with me. Yeah. You know, we're trying to live our best lives here. Why? Yeah. Why are <laughs> we trying to ruin it? <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people aren't like that or, or, you know, they just communicate how they communicate. You just yeah. let emotions fly. And if, if that works, it works. That's kind of how I am. I'm a high-strung dude, typically. I mean, I'm, I ain't got no problem dropping an F-bomb on anybody. If, if you've pissed me off, and I'm not saying that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I've, I, I definitely am trying to learn from that. You know, but yeah, I mean, me and my wife talk to each other like bros. Yeah, you know? I've seen that, and I've seen it work really well. Yeah, yeah. I people. mean, she'll be like, "Don't be a dick," and I'll be like, "Quit being a bitch," and like, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it back and forth as if I was doing it with my best friend, or, or yeah, you know, right. and we have that relationship, and that, that's that's great. I love it. You know, I don't have to be a different person in front of mm. my wife than I am in front of my friends. Right. And that took years to learn. That that wasn't, you know, I didn't start doing that 17 years ago. Right. <laughs> That's something I've learned over 17 years. Yeah. You know, and I'm the same way with my friends as I am with my wife. And that's how it works for us. You yeah. know, everyone's got to find their way, of course. Sure. Yeah. I think I'm still bad about that, too. I think Chantel calls me out on that, you know, <laughs> when someone leaves or something. You 
act different. And I'm trying to think when she would say that, I'm thinking, what did I do? Yeah, because half the time you, I don't you even, were, I didn't even realize it. Yeah. I'm just I'm just being, you know, I'm not around this person very much, so maybe I seem a little more hyped up. Uh, yeah, yeah, hyper, or you know, who knows? But yeah, I don't. It's not intentional. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's something you just, I guess, work through and figure out on yeah. the way. Yeah, you figure it out and you learn to read body language, all all, all that yeah. stuff. You know, my my wife body language is louder than her voice to me <laughs> you know the second that i say something that maybe i should all right here we go we were at the grocery store the other day and we were sitting there just getting produce and i was putting like jalapenos in a bag and she said something like could you go any slower are you grabbing like 20 well she was joking but apparently i wasn't in the mood for the joke <laughs> right and then I don't even remember what I said. And she goes, what's wrong with you? And I just immediately go, you're what's wrong with me right now. <laughs> and like, like that was the worst fucking thing I could have said <laughs> in a grocery store. Right. Like, and so she shut up the rest of the time. And I know. <laughs> I knew, right? Like, damn it, John. Like, what? And it was literally just instinctively uh -huh. came right out. And I mean, and then we get into the car. We drive home and it's quiet. And I'm like trying to talk to her. But I know, like, she's pissed. Yeah. We get home, and then she just, you know, eventually lays into me. Like, I don't appreciate that. I was just fucking joking with you. I don't want you to be a dick, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. And now she probably wasn't that mean about it, but same thing she was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you have to learn to go, I fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's another thing, too. You got to be. Yeah, be able to own up. Own up. We're going to fuck up. You're going to get mad and say shit you said, shouldn't say to anybody, and especially the one you love the most. Yeah. You know, because that's who you're most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Put your pride down. Your pride is not going to help your relationship in any way. Mm -hmm. say, say you're sorry. Mean it. You, you need yes. to be truly sorry. Don't say it because you, you feel like you have to. Say it because you're trying to remedy the situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that's one that my wife had to learn. She wouldn't. Mm-mm. Was no. not gonna say sorry for the longest time. <laughs> she does now. She's badass, but like she wasn't for the longest time. <laughs> Pride. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on to another fun part here. I say it's fun. It's fun for me, I guess. Everything's fun. This is a rapid fire. Would you rather? Okay. So whatever comes to your mind first, you can take a second to think about it, or you just say whatever comes out first. All right, let's go. Dog or cat? Dog. Movie at home or movie at the theater? Home. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Fast or slow? Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I like that answer. Yesterday or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Playing live or watching your favorite band? Playing. Board games or video games? Board games. All day. Oh, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> Asleep or awake? Oh, shit. I have terrible sleep, but I like to sleep. I'm going to say sleep. Okay. But I don't do it too much. I'll be honest. <laughs> cash or card? Uh, cash. Cilantro or cilantro? Cilantro. <laughs> <laughs> Steak or chicken? Steak. Center of attention or leave me alone? Center of fucking attention. <laughs> <laughs> to teach or be taught? Be taught. Last one, heads or tails? Tails. Tails. Hell yeah. Get a chocolate. Ooh, what kind we got here? Oh. Courtesy of my wife. I stole it from her stash. All right. I'm going to eat it uh, on the mic. Okay. <laughs> so we can get genuine reactions. Yes. It's milk chocolate. It's got a little saying in there, too. What does it say? Oh. It's probably stupid. I probably ripped it in half. 
Yeah, I did. Hold Just on. read half of it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're going to read half of this. Oh, shit. I may have got it all. I'm going to assume it says compliment someone. You'll feel better than they do. Nice. All right. It's good. Good thing. Some truth there. Good thing. You look good with the short hair. There's a Thanks. compliment, man. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you used to have the long hair, right? Mm -hmm. When you shaved your head, you decided to go short. And it may not be the case for you as it is for me because I'm all the way to the skin. Did your head become a magnet to hitting stuff? I mean, you already told me about the pipe. No, so. no, not really. It's because you have that little bit of hair. The second you go to the skin, you're going to be a magnet. I've hit it in attics uh, every oh, week. I'm, that I'm, sounds just, yeah. it sounds terrible. I'm, I'm always hitting my head on something every week. And then some are bad, as we've already discussed. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, it just, I don't know. It's like I, a tractor beam. Probably doesn't feel good up there. <laughs> I know how the head feels. I mean, that's, that's pretty sensitive, right? Yeah. Oh, hell, the other day, I, sh I get, got a gash in my head shaving my head. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for three years. I've never, a little nick here and there maybe, mm -hmm. but not like a, a bad cut. Yeah. And so I shave with the grain because I don't want to deal with razor burn. I'd rather yeah. just have to shave an additional day sure. than have to deal with all that crap. And so, um, I don't know. I was just shaving. I'm four strokes in and just, and I was like, man, that felt weird. I looked and I didn't see anything. I was like, I guess I'm good. Within 30 seconds, like blood is all down my face. <laughs> Damn it. And I thought it was going to be like this gnarly gash. It yeah. is still pretty significant, but I mean... I could probably shave again in a couple days. I'll be all right. Yeah. But man, dude, your head bleeds. <laughs> yeah, I bet. There's a lot of blood flowing around up there. <laughs> when I asked about playing live or watching your favorite band, did a specific show come to mind? I always think of the Gas Monkey show. Mm -hmm. That That's my favorite. But there's a ton of shows. I mean, hell, when I was like 20, I was in this band called Betrayed by Kiss. And I was in that band for like five years. And we played all around Texas all the time. We were always playing in you know, venues, churches, parks, you name it. And we played in Georgetown, and there's a place called the Gazebo. And it was like, hey, we're throwing this just impromptu show. Would you guys like to join? There's no money in it, but there might be 50 people there. Mm -hmm. Sweet, let's go. We went, dude, and it's a big-ass gazebo. The gazebo's probably half the size of a house. Wow. And it set up a DIY show. Dude, two, three hundred kids show up. And I mean, the whole gazebo is full. And then there's just rows and rows of people out of it. Nice. And we're playing. And see, back then, it was really um, scene music, the really tight pants, the rhinestone bells, bright colored shirts. Yeah. You know, I mean, we still have that today to an extent, but it was really big then. And like, it's just a sea of emo haircuts. I'm looking out. <laughs> And I'm like, this is amazing because it matched my emo haircut. Like, yeah. we're all cool. And uh, we're playing and everyone's into it. And I'm thinking, this is my moment. I'm going to hop up on this rail and I'm going <laughs> in. I mean, I specifically went, this is my fucking moment. And I hopped up and the crowd's, you know, clapping along and yelling. And I'm like, yes. And I jump and they immediately drop my ass God. right <laughs> onto the concrete. <laughs> And I just kind of roll back up to the front of the so-called stage. Yeah. And I just threw my guitar into the crowd. And it hit a girl in the head. And oh. I felt so bad. I'm like reeling it back in on the cable. <laughs> but that was an epic moment. I mean, yeah. that, that was like, that was the first time I actually tried to go airborne. And then that was like a goal from then on out to do that as often as I can. It's crazy. <laughs> so I remember seeing a show way back when. Did you ever know the band Porn Lab mm -mm. that played around mm -mm. Dallas? They played at Curtain Club a lot. James, 
oh Jesus, what is his last name? McWilliams? No. The sound at Tomcats for the oh, longest time. I never James. knew his name. It was James. 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 Yes. James. From James. Tomcat. It was Got his. You. It was his old band. Oh, okay. And that's the only band that I would go out to see. I think that was right before I actually started playing shows and going out and doing that stuff. But I went to go see them, and they played at fucking one o'clock in the morning almost every time. It was like the last. They closed the night oh. out, but the place was packed. It was at Curtain Club. Wow. Sound was great. Yeah. And I remember they had this giant front man. This was before their last lineup, but there was this giant beefed up dude mm -hmm. tatted up you know from head to toe yeah. and he would go up there and command the stage and i remember him doing a front flip off the stage into this crowd with his combat boots on oh, and just no. fucking kick the shit out of this chick knock i mean oh. she she was out immediately yeah but i, I will never forget that that, uh, <laughs> that i just loved watching their show for one yeah. thing it was just awesome to see when i first saw him james uh they were setting up the stage i've never seen them live before I think I heard them on a radio or something, like a local uh -huh. show thing. And they were setting the stage up. There was a mic stand that was in the middle or off to the side, and it was only going halfway up. The boom was going back towards the ground, and the mic was facing up, almost like if someone were to be using a saxophone or something. Okay, it was yeah. kind of a weird spot, you. you know, like crotch area. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what the hell is this? Because yeah. I'm seeing everybody up there on stage. They're all getting their shit ready. And then they start playing, and then no one's using the mic. And halfway through the song, James does backing vocals. His hair was like down past his ass. Uh -huh. So he whips that giant thing of hair around, bends over, and it's like... Blah, 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 doing whatever he, like doing That's his amazing. vocals into the mic yeah. like, whoa but he's was, like bent over yes yes and he's playing <laughs> yes that was so strange I loved it That's awesome. it was so cool but like their, their shows were amazing to watch that's I mean, cool I, I, I love it whenever you you watch a show from a band whether you knew them before or not and you find something that you actually connect with the band like for instance some, like I don't know I'm saying you connected but you see that and you're like wait a minute that's kind of badass. Like, yeah. what the hell is he doing? You know, yeah. uh, my my uh, favorite band to watch live that was uh, national was called The Chariot, and it was just insanity. And that's what I loved about it. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't about playing the best riffs or or the most technical. It had nothing to do with the music. It was just like losing yourself in a moment. Yeah, and that's that. I'm like drawn to that kind of music, to where. Maybe everything's all tight and all real good percussion, and then there's a moment in the song where nothing matters. You just lose yourself in it, and that that's what grabs me. Yeah. And when someone can do that live, sh yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Have you had any experience with meditation or anything like that? Probably not the right way. <laughs> um, I do it every day. I have a routine that I do okay. to meditate. I, I meditate when I do my yoga. Okay, um, yeah. So um, I don't do yoga the hippie way. I don't know how else to put it. You know, I'm not trying to have the earth heal me or all that. Mm -hmm. I do it for the stretches, and I use that moment to prepare myself for the day. Gotcha. And so um, I'm doing stretches and poses, but it's more just like, okay, here's what you got going on today. Maybe try it in this order. And I'm, I'm running through. That's my meditation. Okay. So um, – I'm sure there's other there's, ways. Yeah, there, I wouldn't say it's a wrong way. It's gotcha. just that's yeah. your way of collecting your thoughts. That's that's great. Yeah. Reason I asked was because of a fascination with meditation, and obviously I would recommend that to anyone uh -huh. and everyone. But also a crystal bowl meditation, which is just you know 
uh, frequencies, wavelengths oh, that you're okay. hearing, you know, just, just different tones. That's where I could feel that kind of connection where there's nothing to appreciate there musically uh-huh. like uh, he's playing that bowl really good. You know, he's yeah. he's Dude, he's form. moving that stick around the bowl <laughs> so badass, like it's so perfect. No, you're just lost in the sounds that are just entering your brain, and it's it's so awesome. So I could compare that to being at a show mm-hmm. and being in in a moment like that where yeah. nice guitar solo, but also there's this I don't want to say boring, but not so eye-catching experience part of the show mm-hmm. that just you feel, and it's just a full body experience yes. that just takes you somewhere else. So that's that's what I what I have gotten with yeah. uh, crystal bowl meditation too in a bad way and a good way. Yeah. Took one instance took me somewhere I didn't really want to go, go but probably yeah. needed to go. Sure. Um, I think we all we all have that part in us, yeah, you know. Yeah. So as far as meditation goes, since you say that you do that, mm-hmm. I would recommend maybe trying at one point when you're doing that We'll just say you have 10 minutes to do whatever you're going to do. If you go over the stuff that you're going to do for the day in five minutes, mm-hmm. use the other five minutes to do absolutely nothing. Just no thoughts, no stress, no thoughts, no yesterday, no tomorrow, not even now. It's just as as least as possible. Clear in your head. Yeah. And okay. just seeing what, what comes in. You're going to have thoughts come in. Sure. And the challenge is once that thought comes in of – oh, I've got to do this next week, just randomly pops into your head. Like, okay, I'll do it next week. And then, that way. <laughs> yeah, and then just let it go. Yeah. Even just that half a second of stress-free nothingness uh-huh. is just indescribable to, to experience. And I don't think enough people experience that because... That's, that's cool. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I've never really looked at the meditation that way. I use it just more... You know, because I own a business and I'm a dad and, and a husband. You've got a lot and going on. I have like 40 musical projects going on, <laughs> like literally, like it's it's insane. And, you know, you feel overwhelmed. And so that's what I use, you know, the meditation for. But I'm, I usually more, okay, I can do this, this, this. I accomplished that today. Mm-hmm. But that's a good idea to actually sit back and just completely clear your head of all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, you don't want to not think about the day. I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Definitely not telling you to do that. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's what I mean. Like if you can partition it sure. a little bit and maybe sure. try that yeah. just to see how it how it feels. Yeah, I'm definitely for something like that. The other thing I was going to ask from the rapid fire, would you rather, the teaching or being taught question, did anything specific come to mind? Uh, curiosity? I, said, I said being taught. It's just because I don't have a lot of patience to teach. <laughs> I feel you there. That's it. Um, and I based it off of teaching my kids. I guess it probably depends what I'm teaching, number one. But like when I try to teach kids anything... In 30 seconds, I'm too frustrated to teach them anymore. Like, it's, I'm fucking done. Like, you've asked me why six times to the easiest question, buddy. I don't know what to tell you at this right. point. <laughs> so, I can respect that. Yeah. I definitely understand that. <laughs> yeah, when people ask about guitar lessons and stuff like that, which I don't get it that often because yeah. I just don't have time. Yeah. You know, the proper time to. But also, I don't know how to read music. I did everything by ear mostly. Yeah. I've had just like two or three lessons in my life, you know. And I, I'm in the same boat. I'll, I'll, I'll basically just pass on what I learned in lessons. It's not even what yeah, <laughs> what, I, do. what I do, yeah. you know. So see, I quit learning people's songs so long ago mm-hmm. because it just didn't interest me. Yeah. Like it will make you better, absolutely, because you're going to learn. But I didn't want to invest time to learn in what someone else already invested time creating. Yeah. 
You know, I feel the same way besides maybe a solo or something sure, here and there. Sure. Just, Every once in a while I'll learn a riff because I'm in a standstill or, or something. But yeah, I mean, I, I man, it's been a decade since I actually sat down and learned a song from someone else. Yeah. Um, and that, I'd be a terrible teacher. I've tried teaching. And like you said, you're teaching them the stuff for the three, four lessons you did have that you don't even use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Here's like, what someone told me that I don't do. Yeah. Yeah. But you probably should. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. So I, I don't know the, uh, I'm just not a teacher. I'm not, you know, it's crazy. Cause my dad is, my dad was actually, mm. uh, um, a professor, uh, teaching HVAC okay. and, and he's taught me so much. He's a great teacher and mentor, but I didn't get it from him. Like, yeah. I do not want to teach. I no patience. I think it just depends on what it is for me. Music. I, I, I guess I have to feel like I do know the essentials and basics to something that yeah. I'm passing on correct information. I'm not passing on a bad habit to somebody because yeah. I, I changed my picking pattern in the past several years when mm. I was picking, I guess, a poor way for yeah. the longest time. And I had no idea. Yeah. And man, it took me probably a good three or four years to make that full transition to where I was just as comfortable playing the new way. certain things. So I don't, I don't know if I'm doing everything, you know, yeah. right. That's the best thing about music, though. It's all so subjective. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a wrong way in music. It could be just the same as holding a pencil a different way. Yeah, you know, yeah. Dr- to draw something. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean in general. I mean, especially nowadays with as experimental as everyone can get, mm-hmm. it's like music's anything you want it to be. Yeah. If it's throwing pennies on the ground and you hit record, <laughs> there's your song, dude. Yep. <laughs> you know, so sick intro. <laughs> yes. You know what? That might be a new no savior thing, so keep an ear out for nice. that one. And a couple couple releases down the line, you're gonna start hearing pennies. Listen for the penny drop. <laughs> hey, I noticed on Facebook that you don't have a ton of people that you're connected to. Yeah. Did you Not anymore. used to have mm-hmm. a lot? Or I had about thousand, twelve hundred okay. or something. I mean I caught it down below two hundred over the year I, I couldn't take it you know the political madness the mm, um, yes. covid i mean covid was scary at the very beginning yeah i'm mean, not saying it's not now but at the very beginning no one knew what the fuck to do and the fact that people, oh yeah they did well okay <laughs> yes yeah you're right everyone was talking about it all day long yeah, on Facebook. They knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah very aggressively too god oh my dude okay so i had a ex-customer of mine drop the n-bomb Right in the middle of the riots. And he's something like these effing ends. Half my family's black, dude. So, like, I stopped. Mm -hmm. And I said, excuse me? Oh, you heard me. You ain't got a problem because you're white. (laughs) I'm just staring at him. I'm like, well, if we want to, like, split hairs, like, I'm actually, like, Spanish or something. But, you (laughs) know, um, can't do this, buddy. You cannot use that around me. Now, if he would have, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'd have been pissed off. But at least he apologized. Not saying anything's right or anything. But he just got I called it. I said, dude, your contract's done. Like, I, I can't do this. And then um, I had someone pull a gun on me because they thought I was part of Antifa. What? Yeah, I pulled up to a house. A customer that I know. And so, granted, it's probably not the most professional thing. I wear all black and blue. That's just the colors. It's my business. It's what I want it to be, right? Yeah. So I got black pants. It's... January, because it was right after the Capitol riot. It was the next uh, day. Yes. And I, it was cold, so I had my hoodie on, my hat, big blue letter says the company name, and I'm not wearing a mask. You can see my face. This guy, dude knows me. He comes out, because I pull up, and he has a something behind his back, and he's kind of off to tilted to the side. He goes, who's there? And he pulled the gun out right in front. 
and I pulled the hood down because it was like 34 degrees that morning, you know? Yeah. And I take off the hat, and I say, it's John, your pest control provider. And he had, he was ready to, oh, hey, what's up? I thought you were Antifa coming to take my guns. Ugh. Like that casual. Probably a joke, but in very poor taste while you have a firearm. Yeah, I'm going to say since he came out with the gun and was raising it, <laughs> it probably wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah. But right. who knows, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it was just chaos. And that was that was yeah. personal life that isn't on the internet. Yeah, we know right. how buck wild it gets on the internet. Yeah, no shit. So I, I just, I had to cut him out. And so either... If you've never once given a shit about my music, you were gone. Okay? It's not a personal thing. You can come back. I promise it's not personal. Yeah. It just, it wasn't worth my time to hear you bitch about what we're all bitching about. Yeah. You know? And then, um, regardless of what side you were on the political spectrum, if you were just spewing hate towards the other side, I got rid of you. Yeah. So if you were pro-left and you were just bad-mouthing the right, I got rid of you. If you were mm-hmm. pro right and bad mouth and left, I got rid of you. Yeah, because I don't care. I have my own beliefs and opinions, and I don't mind voicing them. But I'm going to try my best not to degrade the other side, mm-hmm. because the only way any of this truly works is if we take the best of both and work together. Yes. Anyone who thinks differently, like you've missed the point. I don't know what to tell you other than that. Yeah. You know, and. I just, I couldn't, man. The stress of last year and dealing with all that. And I, I got off Facebook for two months and, um, best thing. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I've definitely hurt my reach as far as music goes. That person in New York that I've never met that might've listened <laughs> to half of that song did not help me enough for me to keep them. Sure. Open. Like it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. So I'm all for people sending friend requests and being your friend and giving you a shot. But the second that stupidity comes out, I'm done. Yeah. So that's how I've done it for probably about six months now. Props to you for doing that. Mm. I've deleted a few. I've probably should have taken out quite a bit more, but I think what bothers me too is just the, I guess, being connected with people and never having the interaction. No no one ever comments on anything. No one likes anything. I'm not going to get mad at you for not saying happy birthday, but there's no happy birthdays. There's there's nothing. So why are we connected again? Because sometimes I'll find myself liking stuff, yeah. and then I, I just it just hits me one day. You're know, like, they haven't done anything back towards yeah. me, and I'm pretty sure they friend requested me. Yeah. No, hello. That's so weird. Nothing. Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. It's just like the guy, and, and I'm sure you've done it. I know I have, where especially when you're trying to hype up a band, you send out a friend request, and then you send an invite. Now, I haven't done that in probably three years. Mm-hmm. But I've absolutely done it. I, I, I know almost anyone who has. Mm-hmm. That shit pisses me off so bad now. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to send me an invite, that's fine. I'm probably going to like the page because I'm not an asshole or not going to try to be an asshole at least. Yeah. Um, But maybe just say, hey, dude, thanks. Thanks for the, yes. the invite or thanks for accepting. Then go ahead and send it to me because you've at least established the will to want to connect. It could be fake, could be, but you've made an effort. Does yes. That make sense? Yeah. The simplest little. Yeah. Even if it's a copy and paste. Yeah. Of uh, you know, hey, check out my band. That's annoying all the same. But if you just got a friend request, you accepted the friend request, and the first thing you get is an invite. I'm just so tempted to delete the person just because I, I've done. I think yeah. fuck, man. You can't just send a message and say, hey, I noticed you're in a band. Don't know if it's your style, but if check you want to give it a give it a shot, give it a like. Cool. Don't put me on the spot and just send me the invite. Yeah. And I haven't even said a word to you before yeah. you or vice versa. Yeah. 
it just seems disingenuous. It's like a, it's like a collector or something, yeah. just collecting friends and followers and stuff with with what mm-hmm. other than a, a high number in mind. It's you know, same goes for like pre-sale shows, like the 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 bands that are trying to pre-sell their tickets and yeah. all that. And I I get caught up in it all the time. It's the mass text or message. It mm-hmm. goes individually, but it's a copy and paste. Right. So I was pretty good at selling tickets for any of the bands I was in, but I didn't approach it that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm a salesman at heart. That's what I do for a living. I sell pest control. I've done it for almost a decade. So I do have that going for me. I, I get that. But I made it to where every message that I sent to someone or when I would talk to them, like it was legitimately personalized. Personal. Yeah. You know, I never sold a ticket by copy and pasting a message I sent to 10 other guys. Now, maybe I said something similar Mm -hmm. because we're all creatures of habit, but it was, hey, Rusty, I'm playing at the Curtain Club in two weeks. Would you want to come see us? Like, it's that, you know, instead of, hey, man. Yeah, right. Or, hey, dude. Like, yeah, at least... (laughs) Take the time to change a name yep. and maybe I, just one other uh, yeah. sentence. I mean, and I don't word copy, something. I just te- te- sure. to prevent myself from getting caught up in that. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, hey, Rusty, I got a show. We might go on at eight o'clock. I don't know. It's third string. They don't tell us set times for the day of. <laughs> uh, hope you can make it. You know, yeah. sh- shit like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, that's, I, I wish we didn't lose sight of the whole personal aspect of things, but pros and cons to everything. Yeah. Social media makes it so easy to take the personal aspect out. Definitely. Yeah. All right. I've got one more thing. Okay. Putting religion and any other ideologies aside, do you have any thoughts about reality as far as reincarnation or living in a simulated world of any sort? Um, I mean, me and my wife have a lot of conversations about it. She... She watches like a lot of YouTube videos and stuff to discuss spirituality, uh, reincarnation, you know, stuff like that. Um, I'm not an absolute guy. I don't know anything, so I can't refute any of it. Sure. I find it hard to believe that reincarnation could happen Mm -hmm. just because, and this is with me having no knowledge of actually how it all works, but why would our population continue to grow? Is, is my just looking at logic that's the first thing that pops into my head um but could it happen shit who am i to say no yeah you know i i don't know shit <laughs> um but in a simulation i've definitely never thought about that <laughs> sure everything's a simulation i i you could convince me, but you could convince me it's all bullshit too. Yeah, I, I right. Know. <laughs> yeah, and not to say that that you're necessarily the center of mm-hmm. a simulation, and it's all based on you, like sure. the Truman Show or something. Yeah. It's more of, you know, I'm I just happen to be a part of this inner yeah. working system that is alive and yeah. functioning. You know, it's very strange. I joke about it all the time with Chantel, like if something happens. I don't know, I spill something in the Mm -hmm. kitchen or something. Like, this game fucking sucks. (laughs) Somebody just pushed a button and said, drop drink. Drop (laughs) Drop drink. Because I had it in my hand. see what happened. Yeah, yeah, right. Somebody (laughs) kicked this out of my hand. I don't know who did it, but. This is real life Sims. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. She gets a kick out of it, I think. (laughs) I certainly do. Because it's like I can place blame on something. There you go. I'm not playing this game right, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I mean, the, the simulation theory, I don't know. You really could probably convince me on some things that something is simulated, but I wouldn't say as a whole. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I try not to really get wrapped up in stuff like that because 
I can only affect what I can touch, see, hear, feel. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I focus on, on anything in life. And, yeah. and uh, if I get beyond that, I'll probably lose my mind. Yes. Because <laughs> if you think about it for too long, yeah. you just might. And that's another thing that makes you makes you wonder. I've always <laughs> thought, I thought about that with space before. Yeah. You know, if you think about all the, you see all the pictures of galaxies and mm-hmm. if you zoom in, there's other galaxies, other, other planets. Yeah, and an inf- infinity. Where does it stop? And I've I've thought so many times where... I think how far that goes and how far it can go and it should go and it does go apparently, but where is the end? What's beyond the end of it? And yeah. if there's nothing beyond the end of it, then it's just like, how, how can, oh, it just hurts my brain. I have to stop. Yeah. I have to stop thinking about it. Dude, that's like uh, just, you know, when you're in grade school and you're hearing about infinity and you're trying to wrap your head around what infinity actually means. Uh-huh. The same shit will happen. It doesn't fucking stop, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a a governor on your brain or something. You can't (laughs) think past that. (laughs) All right, let's end this by showcasing, uh, mentioning your upcoming release again, reminding folks where they can go if they want to get in touch with you or see what you're up to or listen to what you have. I'm really bad at the whole social media game, so as far as handles go, but the project's no savior. Um, You can find a Spotify, I'm sure Apple Music, iTunes, all that stuff. Facebook, Instagram. Don't do the Twitter because I'm old and don't really understand it. Same. First single drops next Thursday, May 27th. It's called Hive Minds or a Terrible Thing to Waste. I'm really proud of it. This is probably the most raw side of me anyone's ever seen. And my goal was to do everything opposite of everything else Mm -hmm. that I've done or that others are doing. Everyone seems to be going the more catchier choruses and all, and that's fine, but that is not what this is, so don't expect it. Awesome. <laughs> Just aggressive and fast. Perfect. So Awesome. We'll end it with that. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here, John. Yeah, dude. Appreciate it, man. Rusty's Escape Pod. Rusty's Escape Pod.